Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. Joining you from the front porch here, myself, Colton Dean, alongside me to my right, Uncle Saul. We'll bring you recaps from week six and previews for week seven. Halfway through the regular season here in high school football in Georgia. Let's go. Listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. As mentioned, halfway through the regular season here in Georgia, covering high school football tonight might get off the rails a little bit, as we usually do here at the Potluck Podcast. Uncle Song, how we doing? Oh, doing good tonight, Dino. I've been out, uh, been doing a little You've work. Been doing a little recon. Well, doing a little recon, doing a little work on the potluck pick em, uh-huh. you know, Getting some prizes together. As promised. Yeah. We said that we would offer a prize under $1,000 worth in value, <laughs> American dollars. So, been out at uh, some local businesses collecting some prizes uh, for whoever wins that contest. Right now, it's pretty close heat. Reminder to all you potluck pick'em contestants: uh, We'll drop your lowest score uh, of, that you that you posted so far this season uh, for the the season long competition. But been really tight so far. I think Derek Wiley's in the lead right now. Is that he is, is that right? He is so, the fiend himself, Derek I'm Wiley. Just picking games. He's just doing picking that games well. is the way he, is the way he says he does it. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, we can we can we can name drop. You know, give a little press to Strange Duck. They they threw us yeah. some uh, freebies and uh, shout out to Drake and the crew down there. Yeah, got a got a free round of mini golf from the folks at Strange Duck, Drake and Kristen over there. Uh, got a nice koozie. Um, went by uh, upstairs on Broad today. They partnered with uh, Pop Socks out of Athens, Georgia. Yeah, our good friend. I'll get I'll get him on the pod. It it would be cool to hear from him, but. Uh, yeah, produce some Commerce Tiger socks that'll be in the mix. So building quite the nice little box there for those who are in competition. Yeah, Quells Williams. He 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 runs uh, Pop Socks. He's a out of Athens, former uh, Clark Central football player that has a really cool story. Went on to play college. Went on to play in the NFL. Um, good dude. I actually met him at Strange Duck, um, and I had planned on him coming on the pod. In the offseason, I know I'd already talked to him. Yeah, I talked to him in the offseason. He said he would. And then he just let me know. And I told him the bye week. And mm. It was October. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's going to be a Franklin County week. And I was like, man, uh, yeah. I might still run. I don't know. We'll get him on here eventually because he does have a real good story. And uh, got a lot going on in Athens. And he's a good dude. So, But, yeah, the, the socks are cool. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the free mini golf might not help Derek as much, seeing as he lives in Kansas City. But <laughs> he might could come in on uh, Christmas Eve or something. At yeah, the, play at around the, with at the, the folks. infamous uh, Sanders family Christmas <laughs> Christmas dinner <laughs> for the brunch. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we we where, we where do we leave off? We we left off last week with a game. We left off, of course, with with a Commerce Tiger win in Tiger Stadium, uh, which was nice to see. I think that's eight straight now in commerce. 
eight straight wins in commerce. Do you um, want to count regular season or postseason? Because we lost to Irwin County in the regular playoffs. season. Regular okay. season. Yeah. Eight straight regular season wins. Um, I don't want to count anything against Irwin County, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's tough, man. Um, we do have a few things to clean up from last week before we jump right in. Number one, I did get some more intel from some Nicholson friends, some Nichols, Nicholsonians. Uh, our, our friend Cooked Up Kicks is is the guy with the little shack that sells Jordans uh, out there in Nicholson. <laughs> if you drive down 441, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this guy, is, I think his name is Chris, and uh, I followed him on Instagram, of course, and he does got some nice shoes in there. I mean, I don't know if All kinds all... of stuff. Oh, man. Did you follow him? No. No, no. Oh, you should definitely follow him on Instagram. He's always posting all kinds of stuff. He's got some nice nice Jordans in there. Uh, I might have to go. Might have to go cop a pair you know, here pretty soon. But yeah, he's got. It seems like this guy has his hand in all kind of ventures: uh, pit bull breeding, <laughs> uh, mailing live chickens. Yeah, that's where uh, I know. He's from. in the shoe game. He's in the jersey game. I mean, he's got jerseys in there. He's got Georgia jerseys. Well, I'd seen a Walter Payton. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some pro jerseys in yeah. there. Some some throwbacks. He's got some retros. He's got some shirts in there. Y'all gotta go check this guy's Instagram it's, out. There's a lot in a little bitty space, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It's him it's in like there just, just slinging merch. <laughs> but anyways, um, the next thing we needed to clean up was the Mount Sinai, Mount Perrin. You know, uh, we talked about that vacation last Bible week. school <laughs> conversation we had. Uh, we knew we knew just enough. We knew just enough to be dangerous, but uh, without further ado, we went to the expert on the subject. Here is Dr. Carlton Allen. All right, uh, this is an odd occurrence here, but I just ran into Mr. Carlton or Dr. Carlton Allen, uh, pastor over at First Baptist Church, and uh, he and I got to talking. They having a tailgate here out in front of the primary school, and uh, Doc dropped some knowledge on me, some biblical knowledge. We were we were talking about Mount Perrin last night on the pod, and uh, he's got some information to share with the listening audience. So here, here you are, Doc. Well, what I found out was that y'all were right. There are two places, uh, one in Deuteronomy and one in Habakkuk, where it refers to Mount Perrin apparently as like a, uh, another name for Mount Sinai. But the usual alternate name for Mount Sinai is Mount Horeb. Perrin is actually a wilderness area and probably located north of Sinai. Uh, but uh, the, one of the most interesting things about it is Abraham and Sarah, when they couldn't have a child, uh, Sarah gave her handmaiden, Hagar, to Abraham, and she bore him a son named Ishmael. And then when Isaac was born to Sarah, uh, they decided they had to get rid of Hagar and Ishmael, and so they sent them into the wilderness of Paran. So Perrin is usually associated with a wilderness area, but uh, uh, occasionally it is associated with Mount Sinai. So Perrin doesn't sound like a nice place. Uh, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a very nice, well, Sinai is not a nice place. Uh-huh. Both of them are wilderness areas, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, that I just figured everybody would want to know since we talked about <laughs> it on the show last night. And uh, Well, it was hearing y'all talk about it that got me interested in made me do a little research well there would be no better person than the the pastor at the first baptist church at commerce to to explain that to us uh thank you very much doc enjoyed it thank you so there you have it thanks to dr carlton allen for clearing some of that up for us uh i do want to mention and and thank 
Dr. Carlton Allen for his service to the commerce community, uh, First Baptist Church um, preacher for a long time, and he has a retirement party coming up on October 17th, 2 to 4, at the First Baptist Church Family Life Center. I'm not sure if it's an invite-only thing, but I mean, if you're... I think it's community-wide. Okay, cool. So if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably close enough to, to Doc, yeah. to tell Doc to come on in, so... Um, 17 years. I, 17, I did some math, because I was thinking when Carl commerce. started in school Yeah, Carl us. got here, what, 7th grade? Yeah, 2004. Yeah, wow, okay. Doc's been here a long time. <laughs> You've seen him at Huck's, undoubtedly. If you, live, <laughs> if you live in commerce, you have seen Doc at Huck's. Oh, yeah. No doubt. He's a we staple. We did, the last time we were yeah, there. She, almost every time, he's a staple in Huck's, and he's done a lot for the community and, and for the church there at First Baptist, so... Um, we really appreciate him coming on to help us help us talk through the Sinai parent oh, yeah. dilemma. Um, so to step away from the Bible and into uh, astronomical affairs. astronomical affairs, astronomical occurrences, this is the second time in, in, in as many podcasts <laughs> as we've seen some weird stuff in the sky. Now, the first last week, if you listen to the show, you know you, you, we had the, the you can see the planes and you, you can still see them over there above the tree line. They take off and they come in all night. Yep. Now, I was looking down doing a little little sound editing on the pod, and I it song was like Uncle Song just hit me with a, well look at that, what is that? Like out of nowhere, I looked up and there's a huge like meteor slashing through the no sky. No one's gonna believe this, and of course you know. Uh, Matt, Matthew hit us with the, you know, those mushrooms aren't part of Bellows out there. <laughs> but this thing was coming. I've never seen one burn this long across the sky. It felt like it extended halfway across it was the at night least, sky. It was at least, no no lie, 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. Easily. And it it was still going until it went over the, the tree line. And it we may have landed it. somewhere. We, we don't know. I mean, we didn't feel an earthquake, so I think we're okay, but. Wow. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the most crazy things I've seen in the night sky. Uh, hopefully, now nah, I can hopefully that, that does happen again when we're live. But um, maybe we'd get distracted, so hopefully not <laughs> for y'all for the for the listeners' sake. Anyways, uh, where did we leave off anyway with football? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the longest intro into the game ever. So uh, last Friday night, the City of Commerce welcomed the Mount Perrin Christian Eagles to the friendly confines of Tiger Field at Ray Lamb Stadium. It was homecoming. And a ton of folks came home. There was a very healthy crowd out to participate in the festivities, and all the Tigers put on a pretty good show. Uh, if you recall, the band, particip- they did their show before the game. and uh, They did. It was it was great. It was a huge guitar solo. Yeah. The, <laughs> they, we, right into the national anthem. <laughs> well, and the national anthem was a guitar oh, solo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, they 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 jammed into the national anthem pretty much. Yeah, it's like uh, thunderstruck and then right into the national anthem. Really cool. Um, <laughs> half of the people in the stadium were like, "Man, this is offensive." The other half were like, "Yeah, let's do, get some more of this." Uh, on to the game. Commerce captains Martin Gaddis and Hardy won the toss and took the ball. Mount Perrin chose to defend the Tiger scoreboard. Speaking of the scoreboard, uh, we find it odd that the scoreboard hasn't been updated yet to include the 2020 Region Championship and Elite Eight run. Read into it what you may. First half. The first half started poorly as J. Bo Daniels made a freshman mistake on the opening kickoff. 
He fielded the kickoff and stepped out of bounds at our four-yard line. That's where we started. Which, which, by the way, was just a forewarning. That is not a precursor of the game he had. No. <laughs> he quickly rebounded, and it didn't take long for, for Daniels to redeem himself. In less than four min- minutes, we pushed down the field out of the eye bone, and Daniels scored on a 35-yard touchdown rush from his tailback position. Talbert's PAT was good. Commerce led seven to nothing. Any idea the last time we ran the eye bone? I, from what I've been hearing, it was Monte days. Yes, it was. 99? 2000 state championship. 2000 state championship. It is, is, is the word on the streets. Mm. I can't confirm that because I don't remember fo- football formations when I was eight years old. <laughs> I do remember going to the games. Yes. But, yeah, a guy named Monte Williams was the running back last time we ran was out the of the tailback. eye bone. Yep. Mount Perrin's ensuing possession ended with a punt. Commerce defensive effort was highlighted by a nice open field tackle by senior quarterback Landon Worley on a third and sixteen. Landon Worley, good player. Man, he's good been kid. having a good season. Yes, at the corner spot, he stepped up every defense. every time I look up, he's making a tackle. Uh-huh. Uh, Commerce and Mount Perrin exchanged punts again. Then Commerce fumbled to end an impressive drive. We moved really well behind. Uh, Left guard Mason Gaddis, who pulled a lot, and fullback Malachi Shockey. Mason Gaddis, great game. Man. We'll probably um, get to that later in stats, but great game. Yeah, if you look, if you go onto our Twitter, we retweeted some film from the game. Hadn't been a ton of film on the Tigers this year online, but uh, you can see from from Jabo Daniels' film, Gaddis pulls from the backside on a little guard lead play, and he destroys Somebody on the end of the line, and then Shockey comes in and seven fails. pancakes and graded out ninety four. Well, great night. He got yeah. lineman of the week from Blitz, right? Yeah. Um, but Shockey had a good night, and so did two back Draylon Martin, who left the game early due to injury. Um, but Perrin took advantage of that fumble and scored a touchdown. Their PAT was no good. Commerce seven, Mount Perrin six, with two eighty or two forty eight left before the half. The half ended, Commerce and Mount Perry traded possessions, and the score remained 7-6, to six, Commerce. Uh, then we had the homecoming festivities. It was homecoming Friday night. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of proud parents, mm-hmm. uh, lot lots of, of pictures. Stuff, lots of pictures. Faith Brown uh, won homecoming queen. Also, and, shout out to Hux. She works there. I <laughs> did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the Tiger Band also pray, played a really emotionally stirring rendition of the 1980s hit time after time <laughs> time after time did they play that song on loop for like six or seven times in your dreams for sure oh man uh second half started <laughs> mount perrin gets the ball commerce defense forced a quick punt uh perrin's drive only lasted 84 seconds there uh, jay bow fair caught the punt and the tigers opened at midfield uh, we took advantage of the good field position, and on the legs of Daniels, Garto, and Horn, we moved down the field and scored a touchdown. This time it was senior Kamani Horn who plunged in from seven yards out. Talbert's PAT, though, was blocked with 5.57 left in the third. Commerce led 13-6. to six. Uh, The third quarter ended with a promising Mount Perrin drive being stuffed by the stout 
Tiger defense at the one yard line, stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> we always say that when that happens. Stuffed crust. Well, there's a story behind that. But. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Horn, Worley, and one of the Hill Twins made some great stops on the goal line. I can't tell them apart. I just have to say one of them. The Hill Twins. It was probably Cole. Uh, just address them as the Hill Twins. Commerce and Perrin traded touchdowns in the final quarter. Are they twins? They are identical almost. Really? Yeah. Okay. Born the same day. <laughs> Perrin scored on a crossing route, and Shockey scored for Commerce. Are they the same person? They are not the same person. <laughs> okay. Final score: Commerce twenty, sure. Mount Perrin thirteen. They have two two guys out. A there. great game. Yeah, a in great Commerce, win. twenty to thirteen. Um, questions. We had some. We had, uh, can Commerce take better care of the ball? Yes. I went back and looked at the stats from our last game against Elbert County in the Granite Bowl. We did take care of the ball better than when we played Elbert. Uh, we fumbled only once mm-hmm. against Mount Perrin compared to three times against Elbert. We did lose the turnover battle, though, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a favorable stats for the Tigers. Um, Perrin didn't have a turnover at all, and we had one. Yeah, we're – Basically, 94% winning percentage when we win the turnover battle. Mm. Um, but uh, found a way to win this one. Uh, can we control the line of scrimmage? So this was a statistic I was really excited about. Um, we kind of laid down these statistics last week, these goals. If we could have over 300 yards offense, we won the offensive side of the ball. Um, the battle there on the offensive side of the ball. If we limited Mount Perrin to less than 200 yards total offense, we won the defensive side of the ball. And we won both battles. Commerce had 310 yards rushing, six yards passing for 316 total yards offense. And we only allowed 182 yards total offense from Mount Perrin. So good night on the offensive line, good night on the defensive line. Third question. Can we defend the pass? So, getting into the stats, this was kind of a weird stat. Uh, I think sacks are figured in here in the high school game. Mount Perrin had negative 32 yards passing. Um, So, yes, we defended the pass. And then the last one, the Green Tiger Eyes, the home field advantage. Can that be a factor? I, I think, yes, being there Friday night, it was a classic commerce atmosphere. You looked around, you saw a lot of folks you knew. Uh, the, the stands were packed. It's a, it's a, it's a comfortable, comfortable feeling. It was very comfortable. The hill had some hill action. Oh, yeah. It you know, good crowd up there. up there. Kids playing football out there. Sam Wilson leading some chants in the fourth oh, yeah. quarter. Getting wild. Doing the stadium rumble. Yeah, know? the old rumble. He always starts that. I love it. It's uh, loud, too. Good Tiger win Friday night. Closer than we would have hoped for, but we won the game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, 2-2 two and two going into region play. It kind of feels like a new season starting this week. Yeah. So, uh, good to get a win. Hopefully, to jumpstart the region campaign. Um, do we want to talk about some statistics? Yeah, yeah. On um, offense, 100% touchdown in the red zones. Uh, we had seven explosive plays, 310 yards on 50 attempts, so 6.2 yards uh, per play, and then 12 first downs. Um, and then individual statistic that we wanted to cover was Jaden Daniels, J-Bo, his coming out party. 26 carries, 196 yards, and a touchdown. 
Yeah, it was a really great night for, for J-Bo. Uh, he benefited from having some stellar blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing Shockey come out of that fullback position and then Draylon out of the two-back. And when Draylon got hurt, I think one of the Hill boys stepped in there mm-hmm. and, and played the two-back. Back. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But uh, we we had a great game plan. Yeah. And the eyeball really worked for this team. It did. And great coaches and great teams adapt to the personnel. Mm-hmm. And right now, the eyeball's working for us. It is. And, and J-Bo reaped the, the rewards statistically. Leading the way on defense, Cole Hill, eight tackles from that linebacker spot. Landon Worley had seven and a half. And Pat Mintz, the freshman, also a, a freshman making an impact on the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman, he had two tackles. Yeah, we're getting a lot of freshmen, uh, a lot of underclassmen, names that I haven't seen show up on the stat sheet. Uh, Pat led the defensive line again for a second consecutive week. Not getting a ton of tackles off the defensive line, but I think that just has to do with the type of defense that we're running right now. I think Pat's going to be really good. I do too. Um, Any final thoughts before we move on to other results from week six? Really excited about getting into region play here. Um, the the non-region schedule's kind of bit, had some ups and downs, but I feel like we're hitting our stride as a team right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd like the turnovers still to sort of get a little bit cleaner. Yeah, and then some of the just small mistakes here and there. But, you know, you've, we, have, we haven't won the turnover battle yet, mm. and we're 2-2. Two and two, so It's <laughs> a good sign. That's, uh, I mean, uh, well – I mean, it's not a good sign that we've lost the turnover battle, but Every it's a good sign played. that we've won some games. Yeah, yeah, without without winning the turnover battle. So uh, the turnovers can certainly still need, need some work, but we're heading in the right direction, which is very good to see. And like you said, the region, some questions. It's kind of wide open. questionable results that we'll talk about here uh, in our week six review. So around the state, we'll start with Bowden and Tron. This was our kind of small town uh, game of the week, number seven, Bowden in single A, went on the road to Tron as a two-point favorite and pretty much beat the mess out of them, 35-13. Yeah. to 13. Bowden quarterback Robert McNeil was 9 of 16 with 162 yards and three touchdowns. Great stat line there for McNeil, and Bowden really seals up Region 6A public with this. They've got Gordon Lee this week, but Gordon Lee looks to be down from last year. Mm-hmm. So Bowden's in the driver's seat right now. Yes, they are. And they, they had a, a linebacker, and a, he also played running back. They had a pretty good game. He was a freshman. I can't remember his name. But mm-hmm. um, they, got some, they got some talent up there at Bowden. Uh, number one, Irwin County, played host to number two, Brooks County. And that's single-A public, you know, big-time game right there. Yeah. Uh, Irwin County won 21-13. Demarcus Lundy, running back for Irwin. Uh, DJ's little brother goes over the century mark with 105 and a touchdown. Brooks County loses for the third time in two seasons to Irwin County. Yeah, tough for Brooks there. They're a solid team. I mean, they're ranked number two for a reason, but Irwin just finds a way to win. Irwin's the they're they're the champs. They 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 got the they got the crown right now in single A. You're going to have to go get it. Um, number seven Calhoun, 31 to seven over. Cedartown, who's ranked number six. And Cedartown came in as a 12-point favorite. Yeah, last time we were out here on the porch, we were talking about this game because it was going be on. Good. And uh, we looked it up, man. It was not good. No, Calhoun. Well, good for Calhoun. Calhoun really put their People name might be out sleeping there. on Calhoun a little bit. They're yeah. only ranked seventh. They should, you know, at least they were last week. I don't know what they were this week. I'm not sure either. Um, but they, uh, 
Make some noise right yeah, now. They're pretty good. Um, Lowndes shut out Valdosta. 21 to nothing. Uh, Valdosta was a four-point favorite. This is the third straight shutout uh, for Lowndes when they're playing at home in this rivalry. <laughs> so just a little fun stat there. Not if you're Valdosta. In our area, uh, the num- number one team in 6A, Buford, they're in 6A. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They haven't moved to 7A yet. Uh, they won 41 to nothing over Central Gwinnett. That was a 36-point spread, so they that was about right on. They covered. Uh, Winder Barrow won 45-14 to 14 on the road at Habersham Central. Yeah, we kind of thought that one would be a closer game. Winder Barrow is really making a play to like Make the playoffs it. at least. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they're in Buford's region, so tough one to win, but they could make the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Clark Central, 34. Jackson County, 30. Seems <laughs> like uh, uh, athens Banner Hill might have been right on point there. They were getting close, and this is a game <laughs> that made when, – when we were watching the Connors game Friday night, we do this, we get guilty of this every Friday night, but we check our phones. And well, I mean, this you guys, is you – know, we, 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 we got to let the people know some scores. Right. Nothing to be guilty over. And, and this is one we're constantly checking because, I mean – you look Jackson County's ahead. You look Clark Central's ahead. It was back and forth. It was. And then right there at the end, Jackson County went ahead, and yeah. I thought they were going to win it. I thought it was it. over. But Clark Central Clark prevailed. Central, yeah, they got back and pulled away somehow. It's um, going to be really hard for Jackson County to, to make, make the, the playoffs, playoffs now. now. Yeah, that, that, the Walnut Grove, that hurt them. More than the Clark Central, I think. Yeah. You know, you kind of expect to lose the Clark Central. But Walnut, they lost Walnut Grove in a tight one last week. So. Or the week before. Yeah, the week before. So they're 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 behind the ball in region play. Cedar Shoals was forty two, East Hall eight. Uh number one Jefferson, twenty seven to seven over Flowery Branch to kick off their region schedule. They were a thirteen point favorite, so they covered. Uh North Oconee twenty eight to nothing over Mad Cow. Song. Yeah. Condolences. Not a great showing for the Red Raiders. I think we actually falsely reported last week that it was twenty eight to twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a bad score update there, but mm-hmm. uh, things not looking great for Madison County right now in that region. Got a tough one this week. We'll mm-hmm. see how we bounce back. Chance for redemption, though. Yep. Uh, number two, Oconee County, thirty-five to sixteen over Veterans. Harrelson County, all over the boys from Homer, fifty-six to nothing. Elbert County, twenty-eight. Lincoln County, sixteen, and that's Elbert County at Lincolnton, folks. Uh, a shocking result to say the least. Um, it just seems like Region Eight A is. Is wide open as we kind of come into it this week. Well, you look, and we hate to do this. We hate to do this, but you look at Washington Wilkes, Lincoln, and Commerce. All three schools have played Elbert County. Yeah. And you got yeah, similar, similar results. results across the board. So that's what makes us say that 8A is probably wide open right mm-hmm. now. I think so. Uh, Raven County, 70-14 to 14 over Pickens. Uh, Pickens of South Carolina. Yeah, Gunnar Stockton had like 10 touchdowns in that yeah, game, didn't he? Gunnar Stockton has been going crazy. They got a tough one this week that we'll talk about later. Uh, Murphy, North Carolina, 54-24 to 24 over Union County, as we talked about last week. Murphy's the uh, reigning Class A champ in, in North Carolina ball, so no surprise there. Union still struggles. Yeah, trying to find their way, I guess. Um, number five. Athens Academy, 45 to 13 on the road at Hebron. Number 10, Holy Innocence, 51 to 21 over Athens Christian. That was at Athens Christian. Yeah, we were hoping Athens Christian would have a solid season this year, and they still may. 
But uh, that's not an encouraging result there for the Eagles. No, certainly not. We thought they maybe kind of could a be a dark horse, horse uh, but yeah, that's not a not a great result there. Uh, going over the Class A public top ten uh, right off the bat, uh, we'll do number ten Charlton County uh, versus uh, they hosted number six Clinch County, and this was a uh, you know the Swamp War, and it was a wild one. Charlton County thirty five to thirty four over Clinch in overtime uh, for Clinch. Amazi Williams rushes for 218 yards, four touchdowns. He had two in the fourth quarter. For Charlton, Jalen Lilly rushes for 242 yards on 37 carries for five touchdowns. Uh, Lilly also made eight tackles on the defensive side of the ball. How tired do you think he was after that game? I mean, that's insane. 37 carries. He plays linebacker, too. So, eight tackles, getting beat up on both sides of the ball all night. Uh, Charlton scored first in overtime with Lilly. Uh, PAT good, and then Clinch answers with a score of their own from Williams, and the PAT was no good after a bobbled snap. 35-34, to Charlton County in the swamps. Uh, All-time series in this one, tied up, 30-30-1. Can you imagine being that holder? And missing this. May have been long snapper. Could have been, yeah. Could have been long snapper, not getting it back there, getting it too high. Who knows? Who knows what happened? We won't because nobody uses the internet. Nobody uses the internet in the down swamps. there. The ga- a gator could have came out of nowhere, snapped the ball in half. <laughs> I mean, who knows what happened? A botched snap could mean anything. Oh, man. Number nine, number nine ECI, 32-7 over Portal. Uh, number eight was Pelham. They were off last week. Number seven, Bowden. We covered that one already, 35-13 over Tron. Uh, number five was Sly County. They put up 57 points on the road at Greenville. Um uh, 57 to 26 was the final there. They have a bye week this week before a looming matchup with Macon County. Yeah. Three Macon County. That's a big game. Yeah, that's pretty much probably that region championship. Right. Um, that's five. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll cover that one next week and we'll see where that game's at. But that is a that's gonna be a top five matchup. Uh, number four, Metter 46 to nothing over Jenkins County. Uh, speed trap. Jenkins County full of speed traps. <laughs> number three, Macon, uh, Macon County was off last week. Uh, and then we covered number two, Brooks, at number one, Irwin, already. Um, rounding out the week six preview with Region 8A Public, we had uh, Commerce 20-13 to 13 over Mount Perrin. We had Elbert County over Lincoln County 28-16. to 16. Towns County 14-11 to 11 over Bethlehem Christian. Uh, the boys from Bethlehem couldn't quite get it done. Well, I don't know how they got to 11. Uh, you know, I'm guessing they went for two. Um, I like the safety it, approach. Kicked a field goal. Maybe they got two safeties. If you get two safeties and you lose that game, <laughs> probably just need to quit football. <laughs> um, but uh, then finally, Washington Wilkes fifty-one to nothing over Hancock Central. Hancock Central. Really they ain't winning the region this they're year. They're struggling this year. They are struggling. Uh, any thoughts on week seven or week six before we get into week seven? I felt like last week the picture was starting to clarify. Around the state and in our region, and this week I feel like muddy. everything's just muddied. Mm-hmm. Somebody did a cannonball into the pool of Class A football. And got muddied up. Um, yeah, I agree. Who knows? Uh, let's take a quick break so we don't run into any recording issues. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back, and unfortunately there's no um, astronomical <laughs> anomalies to report. Um it was actually a pretty boring break. Yep. Uh, we uh, we just kind of talk, gather ourselves, and uh, let the recording let it breathe a little bit, so to speak. And uh, we're back here. So let's talk about week seven. 
Let's preview at least two games uh, from around the state that we wanted to talk about, and that is uh, number one, Trinity Christian, at number two, Eagles Landing Christian Academy. So this is uh, our private school game of the week. We're getting even more detailed on our game games of the weeks. Also could be private school, small school game of the private week. Private school, small school game of the week. Definitely not small a, town game right. of the week. But yeah, yeah, yes, I, I agree with that. Um, and uh, How about this? Eight o'clock kick. I didn't know those existed <laughs> anymore. Big time dinosaurs class, down big there. Time Eagles class A private matchup here. Uh, as you mentioned already, both teams south of Atlanta. Um, Elka is you know the traditional powerhouse. Uh, they've won thirty four to nothing in twenty twenty, but uh, many, including the experts, think that uh, Trinity may be the new dominant force in Class A private. Uh, they are five and zero. They had the win over Athens Academy, fifty-nine to seven. They've outscored, or they've scored fifty points against every single opponent this year, mm-hmm. in every game. Uh, Elka's one and three, but that record is definitely deceiving because they've uh, played three much larger schools and really good schools, including uh, the twenty-four to twenty-one loss to Blessed Trinity, who's a powerhouse in five A. I think the smallest school that they played was Crisp County. Three uh, A school, and that's the game that they won. And right. I mean, they've a, had a tough schedule. Right. This is a this is a, this is a huge game. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's that's one of the ones from around the state, and we'll keep an eye on that one. Trinity Christian is a five point favorite. Do you have a prediction? Oh my gosh, it's it's hard. It really is hard. I, I like know. Trinity Christian by two schools. I kind of like Elka, man. Chargers. They've had they've had a. A tough schedule. I don't know what was up with that Athens Academy score. Like, who knows what could have been happening. I think the safe play is Elka in in the five points for sure. But I'll take Elka outright. I'll always pick against Elka because of the 2009 Class A baseball uh, playoffs. We lost to them. 2009. That was when we hosted. Was that the outfield? Yeah. Man. That's when we wore the mask and we got in trouble. Yeah. He made us take them off. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, the, they had the bird flu or something. Yeah, the, no, the swine Elka. flu. They had the swine that flu. That was the swine They had like two students with a case of the swine flu. That's not, the mask, that was not funny now. <laughs> not as, not, it wasn't funny then really, but, you know, at you 17-year-old, you think it's hilarious. But, yeah, definitely not now. Yeah. Definitely not something you could do now. I always pull against Elka because of that. What a great game, though. The game yeah. game was game one. The game that it was overtime. It was extra innings. Extra innings. Yeah. God, what a what a fun time. Uh, second game from around the state we wanted to cover was uh, from our boys down in Camden County. Number one, Warner Robbins is a twenty seven point favorite on the road at Camden County, um, Middle Georgia, South Georgia kind of mash up here. Uh, Warner Robbins did win forty three to seven in twenty twenty. Some are saying, I think Warner Robbins has reached the finals in the last three years. Uh, obviously, they won last year, but some people I've, I've been hearing some chatter that this is their this is team's even better than this any, is their any, year. any of the last three. Well, they won last year. This is their year again. They're saying this is like the best team they've had, and it's like they're whoever's playing them hasn't even been close. So, well, we shall see. I, we'll we'll see if Camden can keep it close. I don't know if they're I don't know if they have any chance to win. Um, another stat is uh, I don't think. I need I need to fact check. This. I need to fact check this before I start spewing it out or on the inter, on the uh, on on live air here. 
Let me give give me one second on this. This is a great podcasting, but I need I do need to check this out first. Yeah, this that is correct. So Jeff Heron hasn't lost three games in a regular season since 1997. Wow. Uh, he will lose three games <laughs> with if they lose Friday. Right. He's going to lose three games. Um, you know when where he was at in 1997? Coley County. Yes, he was. Walkerville. Yes, he was. That's the last time that he lost three games in a regular season. That was his first year in uh, at Oconee County. Um, so we'll see if, uh, if if the Wildcats can keep it close. They got a big one against Colquitt County and Lumen uh, in the near future. So they got to start tightening up for region play. Uh, in our immediate area here in Northeast Georgia, we got number one Buford hosting Haversham Central. Forty-one point line. Can the can the the boys from they ain't got a Cornelia shot. and Baldwin and all them places Mount get Airy. down there and destroy some property tonight. Mount Airy's getting brought down. <laughs> Demers destroyed. Oh gosh, the boys. Wander Barrow is uh, hosting Decula. Decula's a seven-point favorite. It's a pretty big one for Wander Barrow. Intriguing line there. Um, Decula historically would be the favorite in this game, but Wander Barrow's had a good season. They have. I'm, I'm interested to see what that one, how that plays out. Clark Central is hosting Eastside, where they're an eight-point favorite. Jackson County on the road at Loganville. Loganville is a 12-point favorite. A must-win for the Panthers. That's yeah, a must-win. It is a must-win. If they want to have any chance of making the playoffs, uh, they probably need to beat Loganville, um, especially if they want to have any chance at the three seed, maybe the two seed. I don't know. We'll see how good their season season really goes from here, but – they definitely need to win. Uh, Cedar Shoals at Madison County. Mad Cow, eight-point favorites? Is it, that right? I, I, It's in print here. Gosh. Um, Double, triple check? I mean, oh, my gosh. Sean, tell us about this. Again, Madison County has to win this like Jackson County has to win that game against Loganville to have a shot at the playoffs. If you look at that region, you got Jefferson, Flowery Branch, North Oconee, who beat Madison County last week, and Cedar Shoals in that four spot with Madison County. So the Red Raiders have to win this game if they want to make the playoffs. We'll see. What do you think, Son? You got a prediction? Oh. It's your boys now. Madison County 20, Cedar Shoals 28. Hate it, but I ain't feeling it. Disappointed. Uh, number one, Jefferson's on the road at East Hall, and they are a 51-point favorite. Still might not be enough. Hmm. North Oconee at Chestatee, Franklin County, and Hart County. Hart County is a 39-point favorite. That game is at Franklin, right? Yes. Okay. Game is at, at, at Franklin County. So the boys in Cornsville are riled up. We got some interesting uh, pictures from potluck contributor Tater Hill. Mm-hmm man on the inside over there at Franklin County today, and they painted up a minivan in yeah, Hart County colors. Yeah, some busted minivan painted Hart County colors, and they were getting ready to hit it with Just a hammer. Just hammering it up. Classic. So Let the kids out game. there do it, you know. Get out there and hit the hit the van with a hammer. You remember we used to do that? We used yeah. to put teachers' names on there, <laughs> and like certain teachers' names would be so dented in you couldn't even see it. We won't mention any names. Wasn't that awesome? That was so There's no fun. way they can do that these days. You just pay dollars. Like you pay dollars. You have certain kids up there like giving a twenty and just like hammering some teacher's (laughs) name. (laughs) There's no way they do that anymore, but that was what a what a time. Franklin's getting disrespected though there, don't you think? Thirty nine points, that's a lot, but man, Hart County. 
they finally got they finally got that number nine, you know, got number respect. by their name. Yeah. Uh, must have been listening to the show last week. Hmm. Hope not, but probably somebody was. Uh, number two, Oconee County is playing host to East Jackson, and they're a forty-one point favorite. Yeah, uh, Banner Harrison. The Banner Herald likes Commerson here. Really? Uh, to that, cover. To not cover. To win. They say it'll be a three score game. Uh, they say. Okay. That, I, I think th- that's fine. Oh, I think Oconee's much better. I mean, better if Oconee lets off the gas, maybe, maybe Jackson scores a couple of late touchdowns. Maybe. We'll see. They said a three score game. But see, we were sitting here saying the same thing last week about Jackson County. We were like, there's no way Jackson County's going to upset yeah. Clark Central. They're just big on the Jackson County school system, I think. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Stevens County is uh, hosting Monroe area. And how about this line is only it is only two, and it's Stevens County's favorite Tacoa. by two. With Up in Tacoa. Shout out to Tacoa Speedway. Shout out to the Indians, the boys up there. What do you I, think about this one? I, I think Monroe's going to win this game. Going away. I, I hate Number to eight, say Monroe. It. But I, I think Steven sits well in that third or fourth spot. Yeah, I think they got that third spot on lock. You, you said or fourth. Well, you got Hart and O'Coney. Oh, no, okay, yeah, yeah, they're definitely fourth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 was, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I, 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 I lost my regions for a second. But, yeah, no, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're fourth. But would it, so would it, would it change your perspective at all if they did win this game? Yes. Uh, I'd like Stevens for the second spot. If they beat Monroe, I think Monroe is right now better than Hart, but it's a, a slim margin. Elbert County is hosting Harrelson County. Harrelson County is only a one-point favorite. That's my bet the mortgage game, I think, on Harrelson County. <laughs> we need to get sponsored by some like lending company. <laughs> Dino's bet the mortgage. Pick Rocket of the mortgage. <laughs> bet, bet your house pick of the week. <laughs> uh so also in our area, uh, Raven County. The game will not take place in our area, but Raven County is in our in our area area that we cover, Northeast Georgia. They are on the road at Pierce County. That's number three, Pierce County in AAA. Pierce County is a seven point favorite. This is our statewide game of the week. Agreed. Agreed. This is the game that tests the all important mountain furniture theory. Mm. Can Raven County go on the road all the outside? way almost to the swamp? Yeah. I mean, down Almost there in the Pine the Barrens, definitely. I mean, that's way down there. It's that country in Blackshire. I'll tell you what. Uh, can Can Raven survive down there? Can the they schools thrive? are 290 miles apart. Pierce County seniors are 41 and 4 so far in their careers. Ravens, 39 and 6 so far in their careers. They just get, none of these teams lose very much, especially not over the last four years. Raven is putting up over 50 points a game. And Pierce is allowing only six a game. Um, so, brought, you know, unstoppable force meets immovable object right. here. You know, offense versus defense. Typically, I like offense in that, by the way. I, I think I'm alone in that, but <laughs> yeah, which is also weird being a Georgia fan this year. But Yeah. Um, a uh, little bit of a fact about Pierce County. So, they played Fitzgerald last week, which is the number two team in AA right now. Pierce County – allowed zero first downs until nine minutes left in the game. Fitzgerald did not get a first down. (laughs) I'm not talking about getting across the 50. They did not get a first down until nine minutes left in the game. Pierce County won 17 to nothing. The Bears. 
lockdown defense for Pierce. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that this this is also the game of the week. And last week it was if I could be anywhere in the state, I would be in Osceola, which that turned out to be a great one. If I could be anywhere in the state, yeah. I'd be in Pierce County. I think Pierce probably by two scores at least. Uh, I kind of like Raven, man. Oh well, we'll we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. It's close though. That Pierce defense. Is I just strong. don't think Raven's got enough. Like it's the Gunner show. You shut down Gunner, you shut down Raven. Can you shut him down? I, I guess if anybody can. Pierce can. Uh, Riverside Military is at Union County. Union County is a twenty-four point favorite. Number five Athens Academy is playing host at Slaughter Field to number eight Wesleyan. Top ten um, matchup. Top ten there. matchup in uh, single A private. A couple, a couple of those in single A private. So Athens Academy is a one point favorite. Athens Christian hosting Providence Christian. Providence Christian a two point favorite. Which is wild. That is kind of wild. I'd definitely take Christian there. Yeah. Uh, Athens ACS. <laughs> They're both. <laughs> Uh, I'll take the Christians. I'll take uh, the Christians in all of these <laughs> matchups. And uh, single A private, Dino is taking the Christians. <laughs> it leaves like three teams. You can't go wrong, folks. Uh, number four, Prince Avenue is a 29-point favorite. They're hosting Hebron. Uh, that gets us from in our area into the Class A top ten. Uh, number ten, Pelham. Is a thirty-point favorite. They're hosting Randolph Clay. Clinch County is off. They're number nine now after dropping to Charlton County. ECI is on the road at McIntosh County uh, Academy. Man, the boys from Darien—they're—they're they're a six-point favorite in that mm-hmm. game. It surprised me too. Are they having a good year? The boys from Darien. Let's see. I'm about to Google. And another great audio moment here on the Potluck Podcast. <laughs> as I check out what, what's going on at McIntosh County Academy. You don't usually see county academies, do you? No, you don't. What's the what's the story behind that? I think Seals told he us. He told the story. us they're a public school. We thought they were a private school. What is their mascot? What is that? Let's see. They are The Buccaneers. I love that. Look at their logo. That's pretty sweet. I might turn into a McIntosh County Academy two football two. fan. They lost to Glen Academy. Are they tied? They tied. Oh, yeah, they They're tie. two, two, and one. I love it. You don't it. see that. What anymore. happened with the tie? I gotta know. Uh, they got a... smoked by Brunswick, but I think Brunswick's a much bigger school. They got beat by Charlton County, who obviously is number six in Class A now. Yeah, pretty good. And they've smoked Claxton and Bryan County. So yeah, this might be a good game. Yeah, McIntosh County and ECI. This might be a little small town game of the week. Let's see. ECI is pretty, pretty stout right now. They too. are. They're they're what number f- seven. I think we just mentioned it. Number eight. Number eight, but they're four and one. Their only loss came to Savannah Country Day, twenty-two to twenty. Uh, they've beaten Vidalia, Scraven, Portal, and Savannah Christian. So, well, all I can say is shout out to Skipper's Fish Camp in Darien. Shout out to B and J's Steaks and Seafood in Darien. Great, also, shout out to Sean Ely in ECI. Yeah. Yeah, sure, if we want to shout him out. I wonder what he's up to. I bet he's, I bet he's back down there coaching or something. Might be. Speaking of Charlton County, who uh, beat McIntosh County Academy, they uh, are on the road at Turner County, where they are a 23-point favorite. Number five, Sly County is off, which we mentioned earlier. Number four, Metter, is hosting Screven County. Shout-out to Screven Motor Speedway. Great dirt track. <laughs> Number three, Macon County is a 40-point favorite versus Taylor County. 
Brooks County, 36-point favorite versus Atkinson, and Irwin County's going on the road at Lanier County where they're a 35-point favorite. So basically nothing good in the top five, really nothing good in the top seven. Yeah. Uh, then you got number eight, ECI, at McIntosh. That's probably the game of the week in Class A. Yeah, got a um, lot of South um, Georgia county schools playing each other. Uh, did you hit Bowden at Gordon Lee? Bowden, 30-point uh, yeah. favorite? Yeah, okay. Bowden, number seven, 30-point favorite at Gordon Lee. Don't want to discount the boys from Northwest Georgia. We nominate you. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and Region 8A Public, before getting to Commerce, we have Lincoln County as a 14-point favorite hosting Towns County. That's that might Wild be, line. That might be a rocket mortgage, bet the mortgage <laughs> as well. Uh, Washington Wilkes is a 17-point favorite versus Social Circle. Thoughts on those? I think historically, if you look at Lincoln County being a 14-point favorite only at home against Towns, that's almost like wanting to just throw the computer out the window. The mortgage. Yeah. It's a pinky bet. And then Washington Wilkes at Social, I think that's a closer line with 17. That'll give us some some bearing on the region. If Washington Wilkes blows Social out, we know that Social's just yeah, not I mean, in We'll either have a more clear view or it'll get even worse after yeah. this week. But let's get into the Commerce Tigers and the Green County Tigers. So Green County preview. Com- but let's hang on. Let me get one more thing in there. Commerce is a nineteen point favorite. And now it's time. For the Uncle Song yet to be sponsored segment detailing various local areas in northeast Georgia. Cow just mood. Let's get it. So, this was in the Lost Tapes last week. I nominated the Maysville Post Office to nominate this segment. Yeah, they should They should sponsor it. We're, we're sponsoring... USPS should sponsor this. Not just Maysville. We should be <laughs> sponsored nationally. Go out and mail a letter, folks. We mention the Buy zip code every time. Go ahead. Take it over. Green County Tigers. Hail from Greensboro, Georgia. Population 3,339 folks down there in Green County. Smallest county we've covered so far this season with 17,349 folks in 2019. Uh, Green County has been playing football under that moniker since 1966. That's 56 seasons. They've won 337 games, lost 274 contests, and tied eight times. That's 55.1 winning percentage. Uh, Seven region titles. Green County claims, the last being in 2018 in 7A public. Uh, one state title coming in 1993 in Class AA in the state of Georgia. Uh, the best seasons in Green County history came in 1981. That's the year, Tiger fans, if you remember, mm-hmm. that we beat Green County for the AA state championship. Uh, 1993. They had a 13-win season, and then 2005, which I think we covered a little bit last year. I think that was a Nesbitt year, Josh Nesbitt. Green County also was known as the Greensboro Tigers. So like so many teams across the state of Georgia, they were known by their city name, and then somewhere along the lines, they got renamed to be the county name. You, You have that with Lincoln County. You have that with Elbert, Hart. Uh, we've talked about that before. Uh, Greensboro played from 1940, or excuse me, 1914 to 1965. That's 50 seasons. 
So when you look at Commerce in Greene County, they've really been playing football for about the same length of time. Um, Greensboro was not as successful. 188 wins to 172 losses and a whopping 31 ties, uh, 52% winning percentage. They won two region titles, and together between Greensboro and Greene County, uh, the Tigers have won 525 games overall. Um, the zip code down there in Greensboro, they're in the 306 area, so that's 30642 mm-hmm. if you need to reach anybody in Greensboro. Uh, I assume probably the whole county is has a Greensboro mailing address. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier on Twitter with Taylor Seals, and he was mentioning all the little communities in Greene County. Community. You said – so, I, I'm, you know, I do like uh, the outlying communities, the rural communities in un, unincorporated cities of Georgia, so I had to do some research on those. Do we want to come back to that? Let you get through your through – your, are you done? Do you want to talk about the outlying communities now? Well, let's talk about it later. You pull them up. Okay. And we can talk about it later. Fair enough. Uh, Greensboro sits at 640 feet elevation, so substantially less than Commerce, which is about 900 mm-hmm. up on yeah, the ridge yeah, here. there all the way to neutral. Won't have to use any gas. <laughs> no, no gas on the way down there, especially if you take the highway. I might ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, Green County is named for Nathaniel Green. Uh, if you remember your Georgia history. Big listener. What now? Shout out to him, big listener. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Revolutionary War commander. I guess he did a good enough job to get a county named after him. Uh, Famous residents down there in Greene County. We mentioned Josh Nesbitt, who was quarterback at Georgia Tech for a little while. And uh, one thing, one guy I didn't know that lived in Greene County was Mickey Mantle. Um, Hmm. After he retired from his career with the New York Yankees, he moved down to Greensboro and lived for a while. Um, if you've ever been to downtown uh, Greensboro, there are a couple of attractions. One is the Yesterday Cafe. You talk about uh, like small town restaurants. My grandpa actually told me about this place. I've, I've never been, but everybody I know that goes to Greensboro talks about the Yesterday Cafe. So it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, then next you got the Old Gold which is, uh, I guess I'm saying that right, it's one of the oldest penal facilities in the state of Georgia. It's it's a con- it's like a, a rock jailhouse, one-room jailhouse with iron bars, and it's probably been there since the 1700s. Uh, it's pretty neat. You can just walk up off the square and see it. Uh, Lake Oconee, right there in Greens County, uh, Dino, you could probably speak a little bit more about Lake Oconee. Just lots of golf down there. People love their golf. Reynolds, obviously got some golf courses there. Cuscawilla, it's my favorite golf course down there. Really? I love Cuscawilla. Great. Is it a, where does it rank in the state of Georgia? Cuscawilla? Yeah. Top 10, in top 25. On my list or on whose list? Your Who list. Talking? Your list. Cuscawilla's the Colton Dean list. Top five. On the, on the Colton Dean list. Love Cuscawilla. Nice. Uh, there's there's also a brewery that's opened up down there in Greene really? County. Oconee Brewery Co- Bur- <laughs> Oconee Brewing Co- Company. Uh, have to check that out. Joe Sanders probably knows something about that. Um, 
One thing that was interesting to me thus far this week is is we got a little correspondence here from mm-hmm. the original 50-year veteran commerce historian, Jeff Prickett. Neighbor, your brother. The OG. The OG. The man. Uh, he sent us an... We got included on a little list called the Prickett Files, uh, where he details like the series between the different opponents that Commerce has played. Uh, had a neat little note here about the Commerce Green County series, which is not very long. Um, but Greensboro, if you notice, Greensboro has two E's in it. Green County has three E's in it. The reason that Greensboro does not have a third E is that uh, the the postmaster of Greensboro sent the city name in and misspelled it. So therefore, the city forever misspelled is just forever misspelled as Greensboro, whereas it's in Green County with with a third E. So I thought that was an interesting fact for Mister Prickett. I'd like to thank him for sharing the Prickett files with us. Um, let's see, Green County has had uh, kind of a a middling season. They haven't done great. See, I, I think it's a bounce-back season. Well, they, they were real bad last year. Okay. What would you call it now that they're what, – what are they, like three and one? They're two and – three and two. Three and two. They, uh, so would you call it a bounce-back season? Yeah, it's a bounce-back <laughs> season. Uh, but you think about a couple years ago, they were in the quarterfinals. Green County's just really hard. They're up and down. They are up and down. Uh, first off, they lost to Westside Augusta, fourteen to zero. Then they lost to Kings Ridge, twenty-seven to fifteen. They beat Twiggs County, forty-eight to forty. Beat Hancock Central, sixteen to fourteen. And then the last time they played, they beat Jasper County or Monticello, twenty-eight to twenty. I think the Twiggs County result's probably the best one out of those. Yeah, if I had to guess. Don't know much about Green County uh, as far as... We'll find out tomorrow. They're definitely better than last year. For sure. Um, they're going to present more of a challenge for us than they did last year. We beat them 35 to nothing last year at home. Uh, your brother and I went to that game, and it was pretty uneventful. Um, the, the, the only other time we played Green County before, other than Greensboro was in 81 when we won the state championship, 28-14. to 14. Um, So I hope we continue to beat Green County. We'll be going for 3-0 and against them tomorrow, to, tomorrow night. Um, these are some questions that we have. Well, time out. Time out. We got to talk about the outlying oh, communities outlying in communities. Green County. Definitely. So we, we Seals brought up, you know, what's, what's, the, what's your favorite outlying community? Your favorite is Union Point because you know a postal janitor. Yeah, Danny. From, from Union Point. Shout he, out to Danny. He used to clean down at Nicholson. He'd come in. He also drove for the Athens wow. Transit. He lived in Union Point. He was a nice guy. And uh, Seal says he's more of a, uh, Gresham-ville. a Greshamville guy. So shout out to those two cities. Um, there's also White Plains. They had a population of 284 at the 2010 uh, census. According to the to the tradition, it, they're named on account of their white sandy soil. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but um, 
don't know much white sandy soil in Greene County. Probably either. Uh, Woodville is also a city uh, in Greene County. 321, 2010 census. Um, name that. You, you know why Woodville got its name? I bet there's a bunch of trees down there. It was, uh, it was a shipping point of wood. <laughs> so, uh, uh, aptly named, uh, incorporated in 1911. And then there's one, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Salem is a city, is a town, I didn't say city, a town in Greene County, population 282. Uh, it was originally called uh, Smyrna. Huh. And probably some confusion later, there. it was, there was a post office called Salem, established in 1871. So the present name of Salem, if I'm even saying that right, is supposed to be named after an ancient, uh, the ancient Salem Tunnel, which was a place mentioned in the Hebrew Bible. So yeah. we're, we're, we're circling all the way Double back. Double dipping in the Bible. <laughs> I, I knew I had to say something about Salem at least because we're, <laughs> we're going all the way back to the Hebrew Bible again. Uh, then, of course, there's um, Penfield, Georgia, which was established uh, shortly after 1829 in, in honor of Josiah Penfield. Mormon. Uh there's there's some uh, there's some Sanders words sprinkled around in here, Sanders Chapel, and there's like a Sanders Highway or something. Well, you know Greensboro. I don't know. And it seems like Penfield might have been old Sanders place. There's there's some Sanders down there talking to Joe tonight. Uh, shout out to Joe. Shout out to David and Jennifer. Go get your furniture from them. Downtown Commerce. Hey, uh, and then last but certainly not least is I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but VZ, which is my favorite. Um, because I like that name, first of all. It's a nice unincorporated, which I love. Love unincorporated communities. Like Big on unincorporated communities. Um, they had a post office until 1933. It was established in 1881. And the community was named after the local merchant and postmaster. So I'm surprised that's not your favorite song. <laughs> so who's the real champion of the USPS? That's right. Not me. me. Oh, my Interesting deep dive into the surrounding communities. You know, when I think about Greene County, you do you think, think about, about Oglethorpe. I pretty much think about the lake, honestly. The, the lake, yeah. But like Oglethorpe, Greene County, you're getting into some real rural east Georgia counties. But see, I, I associate pretty much all the counties around the lake as like Georgia's lake country. You know, yeah. quotation marks. I like think that, Metro that, that marketing has been like shoved down my throat so much that I'm like, that's Lake Country. Yeah. You know, like, what does it even mean? I mean, it even comes through with their newspaper. It's called Lake Country. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anyways, back to football. Sorry for the brief aside there. Let's get to some questions. Can Commerce move the ball against Greene County? Yeah, we're looking for that, that same metric that we used last week. Can Commerce have over 300 yards total offense? I think that's a good number for us right now. It's elevated from what we've seen season long, but it's not impossible. It's not unintainable. Can we play a clean game, cut down on the turnovers, win the turnover battle, and have less than three penalties? As you mentioned, we have not won the turnover battle this season. we got to get that under control. we got to take care of the ball, less fumbles. And can we have a clean game penalty-wise? I think last game we had ten penalties total. Let's get that down under five. You know, be mature. Last question. Can we win on the road? Hadn't won on the road yet. We Had shall not see. Hadn't won on the road yet. We shall see. Do follow us on. Is there any last thoughts before I go into my closing? No, I mean, excited about getting on the road tomorrow night. Um, you and I always enjoy the road trips, at least on the way to the game. You know, thinking back to Pickens, 
that was kind of miserable on the way home. But uh, <laughs> except for when we saw the uh, we didn't we didn't talk about this on the on the post Pickens pod, but we did see when we got to oh Gainesville, my god <laughs> when we got to Gainesville on the way back from uh, Pickens, we saw a uh, a tandem bandits. We saw yeah, essentially bandits, some type of duo that were certainly up to no good. Riding like an Nefarious. eighty, like an eighty cc four wheeler in the middle of the road, no <laughs> on lights, the four lane. no lights on the four lane. They went to McDonald's. No, nah, they cut through McDonald's. They went through McDonald's over to like that big like department store parking lot. And we're just getting it through there, man. I could see gravel kicking up. <laughs> it was wild. They were, they was, I mean, they, these were adults too. On like yeah, a, they're big a, boys. A, it was like an eighty cc four wheeler. I mean, this thing was small. It was unbelievable. It looked like you know. Bowser or something sitting on the go <laughs> Yeah, it did look like Mario Kart. It was ridiculous, but it was hilarious. Certainly made the night much, much better. Yes, um, after that tough loss. It is good to be getting into region play. kind of feels like a new year. Region seems like it's up for grabs. Commerce is getting better every week. The weather's tame. We're looking to uh, see y'all tomorrow in Greensboro, hopefully cheering on the, the Tigers. Um, Come out well, and support the boys. Commerce Tigers. Uh, not too far of a trip down there, so come on down. Should be a good game. Uh, this is this is what I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, this one I've been looking for. I've been looking forward to this one. So we're starting region play. Um, do follow us on Twitter at Potluck Football. Get your picks in for the Potluck Pick'em. As we mentioned to start the show in, we got some gifts this year to go along with with uh, with your picks for the champs. Um, like subscribe. Review all that good stuff that you're supposed to do on your on your podcast applications of choice, and uh, yeah, we're getting out of here. So we'll look forward to another Friday night under the lights. See y'all out there.